Hello, Fried fans, and welcome to Season 3 of Fried the Burnout Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Donovan, and my mission with Fried is to hashtag end burnout culture. On this pod, we end burnout culture by sharing stories of people who have been through it all and lived to tell the tale, sharing expert tips from the best of the best in the burnout and stress management fields, and sharing hashtag straight from Kate episodes full of my own expertise plus actionable steps to help you end your own burnout cycle starting today. If you're feeling burnt out right now and need more personalized guidance, I'm here for you. In every episode, you'll find a link to book a free breakthrough burnout call. You can find it easily by heading to bit.ly forward slash call Kate or finding the link in the show notes. This free call helps us decide if one-on-one coaching is perfect for you. If it is, we'll get started. If it isn't, I might suggest one of my immediately available online courses, my book, The Bounce Back Ability Factor, or some sessions with a colleague who's better suited to exactly what you need right now. Also, if you happen to be in New York City, I'd love to see you as a patient. I'm a licensed acupuncturist with over 13 years of international experience, and right now my office is located in Midtown Manhattan. I focus on, you guessed it, burnout. I help your body build up a natural stress resilience to fight off all those pesky symptoms that come alongside burnout. You can find all the deets on that at katedonovanacupuncture.com. This week, I'm going to be reading to you from The Bounce Back Ability Factor, my book that was released in September of 2020, because you told me after last week's episode with Melanie Moberg about codependency that you want a little bit more about that topic, that it's important to you, that it matters to you, and that you need some help unraveling codependency. So I decided to use information that I already have and share it with you for a couple of reasons. One, because it helps me on my burnout journey to repurpose my content, right? Good tip for all the entrepreneurs out there. If you already have an answer to a question that somebody is asking, don't create a new answer. Use the answer you've already got. Save yourself the energy of creation on creating something new so that you can create something new about something else. Um, But if you already have a solution that works and an answer to the question that works, then you should use that. So I'm going to do that today. And also, I want to do this because it's almost Christmas time, and I think that the bounce back ability factor is an amazing gift. And I think that hearing this chapter will inspire you to grab your copy if you have not gotten it yet, and maybe grab a copy or two for your friends, other women that are also entrepreneurs or that are burnt out in their corporate jobs and need a little bit of support. I think it would make an amazing Christmas gift. So I want to encourage you to do that and also just listen to these words that I have been sharing for two or three years. And every time I share them, somebody in the audience has a massive realization. So I'm hoping that today that that is you. So I want you to remember as I go through this that I'm not going to use the word codependency in my book for reasons that I spoke about last week on the podcast. I'm not a therapist, so I try to avoid words that are attached to therapy, right? However, that doesn't mean that this is not talking about codependency. So I want you to keep that in mind as I read through chapter 19, which is titled Tackling Burnout Reason Number 6, Boundaries. Here we go. 
Uh, my favorite topic, the knot. I've waited almost the whole book to share this with you. If the filter method is positive thinking upgraded, then the knot is boundary building updated. In the earlier chapters on boundaries, I mentioned something that I like to call your inner boundary. Remember that thing where you don't jump into other people's lives and problems uninvited? Boundaries are more about not overstepping than about being assertive. Assertiveness training is about creating boundaries for the outside coming in, whereas the knot is about creating boundaries for you going out. The knot theory. Imagine for a second that there is a net that covers the earth and connects us all to one another. Look up and you'll see that above you, there is a single knot. This knot belongs to you. It is yours to take care of, to look after. You do so by fulfilling your destiny, by living in alignment, and by building and keeping your energy in your space. You have one job while you are here on earth, and maintaining your knot is it. It is not your job to fix your neighbor's knot. It is not your job to look around and judge how other knots are holding up. If you stop and focus on what your knot is doing, you are contributing in exactly the way you are supposed to. Your sole focus is maintaining the integrity of your knot. And it is by doing this, I repeat, by doing this, that you make the job easier on the people around you to maintain their own knots. Not by helping them directly, but by focusing on yourself and your knot. When you have what I like to call good person syndrome, also known as being a people pleaser, it's hard for you to focus on your own knot. One of the biggest hindrances in taking care of your own knot is the fact that you are constantly assessing and anticipating other people's needs, even before they know they have them. As a good person in the world, this is a conundrum, because you like to be considerate, you want to be a nice person, and you work hard at doing that. You even pride yourself on it. Here are the problems with that. Number one, you're fixing things for other people that they are often perfectly capable of fixing themselves. Number two, you're fixing things for people that they never wanted fixed in the first place. And number three, you think you're fixing something, but you're really just being annoying. When you do this, you're messing up your own energy in a few ways. Number one, you're abandoning your own needs. You are so focused on other people's needs that you fail to realize that you are tired, hungry, need to pee, need a hug, etc. until it's too late. Abandoning your own needs means that you aren't caring for your own knot and it's loosening, unraveling, and getting frayed because you aren't there to notice and react. Number two, you're telling people around you that you don't trust them and don't believe that they're capable of handling their own lives, their own knots. You know better. You know how to do it easier. It'll be faster if you just do it yourself. This is rude, and it breaks down other people's self-awareness and self-confidence. How will they be able to survive without you, you think? But believe me, if given the chance, they'll do just fine. Maybe different from how you imagine it, but that's okay too. Number three, you're sending your focus and attention outside of yourself into what you assume other people might want and need, and therefore have less of your own energy available to use. Guess what the biggest symptom of this is? Fatigue. If you're sick of saying that you're tired, it's time to refocus on your not. 
These three things, all three of them, affect your bounce back ability and burn you out. When you abandon yourself, you ignore the simple aspects of self-care because you're more concerned with making someone else comfortable than you are with getting a healthy lunch or brushing your teeth. When you're constantly in other people's space, upgrading the lives of those around you that they don't want upgrading, you're burning oil. This is a direct burnout issue. As entrepreneurs, especially those in coaching or any type of healing, we often start our careers wanting more for people than they want for themselves. All that energy we spend trying to get them to where we want them to be, but is beyond where they have decided they need to be, it's wasted. When you are not able to keep enough of your own energy in your own space, you lose track of what you want, need, and desire. You're unable, after a time, to even rebuild your energy because you lose touch with how you regenerate. You don't know what color throw pillows you want. You think instead, what might your family like? You can't choose a restaurant because you're more concerned with what everyone else is eating and what they like. What about what you want? It's hard to even know what that is when your energy isn't at home in your body. Clues you're not taking care of your own knot. Number one, you go into fixing mode quickly. Number two, you feel resentful when people don't take your advice. Number three, when asked what you want in a given moment, you're not sure how to answer. Number four, you offer energy from yourself in a compromise in situations where no one has asked for a compromise. This is not the whole chapter, but that's where I'm going to stop this today because I do like to keep these episodes under 15 minutes and I have a few things to say before we finish. Taking care of your own knot, if you really steep yourself in this theory, if you really start paying attention to when you're reaching over into fixing someone else's knot before they've even asked you for any assistance, you'll save yourself a ton of energy and you'll start to notice that spending time with your own knot sometimes is uncomfortable and that's why we avoid it, right? It's so much easier to take care of other people's stuff than it is to really pay attention to ourselves, especially when we've been taking care of other people's stuff for a really long time. It is so hard to know what your preferences are if you never stop to check in with yourself. It's so hard to know what your favorite color is, what your preferred meal is, the basics of life that bring you joy. When all of your energy is invested in making sure other people are as satisfied as possible. When you are always concerned that other people's stuff is taken care of before your own. What happens is you put your body and your mind and your nervous system into a perpetual state of lack of safety. So your body is never safe because you're thinking, I have to take care of this thing for someone else so that they stay stable and healthy so that I can be stable and healthy. Like this is the codependency aspect of it. So what I want to encourage you to do through this holiday season is focus on your own knot. It's that simple and that difficult. And I hope that this episode helps you do it. If you're having a hard time, start with a simple question. What would my preference have been? Always do this in the past tense because moving forward, it's a little more difficult. So start in the past tense and then you can move to the present tense. 
the end of the day and say, okay, I didn't really enjoy this part. What would I have preferred? And you start to get back in touch with your own knot, with what brings you joy, with what your destiny is here to fulfill, with what you're meant to be contributing to the world. Good? Good. All right. Next week, I'm very excited, as per usual, because I have the best guests on the planet. I'm so, so lucky to attract the coolest people for Fried the Burnout Podcast. And next week, I am talking to Raj Supermeyer, and his burnout story involves being an immigrant, different cultural per, like pressures and perspectives, and it's really, really fascinating. So I'll want you to tune into that. And in the meantime, just take care of your own knot, please. Until next time. Thank you.